from Westside Church in Bend, Oregon. You're listening to Behind the Message. Take you behind what we teach here at Westside. I'm Ben Fleming. And I'm Evan Earwicker, and we want to welcome back to the podcast Pastor Bo Stern. Hi, Bo. Hi, Evan. Hi, and Ben. Good to see oh, 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 all sure. of y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to and be. And also Ben. No, I'm offended already. They were off to a good start. How long is this podcast going to be? <laughs> right. Uh, Bo, it's good to have you back on the podcast. It's been a little while. It has, and I just had dental work, so this will be fun. Oh, that's right. If I and... drool, it's just because I'm Novocaine, you know? You, you sound completely normal. I, this is I good. hope so. Yeah, this is good. I feel pretty normal. I hate the dentist. How do you feel about the dentist, Evan? You feel good about um, it? Yeah, the last thing, I had a filling was the last, I've never had major other than uh, wisdom teeth. I've never had like a crown or... yeah. Root canal. Yeah, because for my wife, it's where you get your teeth clean. And for me, it's where you get as close to death as possible mm-hmm. before that pulling intense. up out of the shadow. Yes, and then they yeah. give you a bill for $622.27. <laughs> exactly. We hope you had a nice time. Exactly mm-hmm. right. I, uh, the, the most dramatic, I think, tooth thing I've seen is Pastor Grady when we broke his face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he had to get it all... We, for those who don't know, maybe we've talked about it on here, but we, yeah. we shattered how many teeth? It was just both his front teeth and half of the one next to it uh, in a youth ministry accident. And so he had to get his whole whole mouth rebuilt. Still the most legendary youth related, youth ministry yeah. related accident yeah. I think I've, I've heard and of. And he was without front teeth for a good long time. <laughs> it was like six, six months. Yeah, while, it was. While the post, you know, heals over. <laughs> That's and, some youth ministry. Oh, man. Scars did it after right saving there. him from drowning. The whole story is it's really all, yeah. fantastic. Well, Evan's still here and Grady isn't. There's <laughs> yeah. a bottom line there. <laughs> what, what's uh, disturbing about the, the no teeth thing, after a while you get used to it, and then that's uh, yeah. like the normal look. Yeah. And that's that's just not a normal look. Yeah, and then he gets his teeth and you're like, what's different yeah. about you? I don't know if I like the new Grady, mm-hmm. the one that isn't missing his front teeth. All fancy. Uh, so fancy. what are we going to talk about today? Because clearly it's not about teeth. And actually, I think uh, I think we'll move away from speaking about uh, what happened on the weekend with yeah. your message, Bo, uh, because something has come up uh, culturally that is... Is, is just so on all of our minds, I mm-hmm. think. And so we want to talk about this today um, and the nature of women being heard, women mm-hmm. having a voice, and how men as leaders within the church, outside of it, but specifically today talking about in the church, um, what is our responsibility and role mm. in this conversation and in regards to how we um, interact with women. Mm. Yeah, it's a big, big topic right now, and and it's it's not just men and women. It is you know victims of assault or of um, y- you know unfairness, but but I think you know statistics do show that it's it's primarily women that that have experienced that, and so all these voices have come forth um, in the last year, last two years, you know, really since the election. Women saying, hey, this is my story as well, and this is my story, and oh, he did it to me too. And so there's all of those stories, and I've sat across the desk from women for 25 years and heard their stories, and I understand why they didn't want to share them. And so to hear even really Hmm. strong Christian male leaders accuse the victims of 
you know, if you didn't, why didn't you say it then? Why didn't you just run away? Why didn't you, you know, there are a, a thousand ways to armchair quarterback somebody else's sexual assault, but it is not helpful right now. So I'll start with this. What's your initial reaction to the movement itself? The Me Too movement comes up. We hear the stories. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I, I knew, I wasn't completely ignorant, but to the, the scope and the scale yeah. that this was a touching and and having a dramatic impact on women's lives, I did not understand the scale. I, I didn't even know a fraction of it, I learned. What's your initial reaction to that movement? Is it relief? Like, yes, this is finally happening. Is it... Is it horrific? What's your reaction? Um, my reaction is like it is to most movements. Like, oh, that's a movement. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with that. Um, but I'm not surprised even a little bit, just not even a little bit, because I just, there. it's not that I know so many women who have been assaulted. It's that I don't know very many who haven't. So I don't, of course, this is the life of women. This is what what women have lived with forever and haven't talked about it and there's been this unspoken code that you don't talk about it unless there's some specific situations about um you know if there were seven other people or if there you know it's just there we just there's been a don't tell policy and even in the church i think what has surprised me is the um just how this movement has um swept through culture i mean mm-hmm pretty dramatically. I mean, the, the, the short time between, uh, when Harvey Weinstein got outed and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 all these guys started to uh, have accusations and immediately removed from powerful positions was pretty striking. Um, what I want to know, maybe we can talk about this bow is, um, how do we go about not politicize or not just trying to wade in and picking a side, um, but adding, to the conversation in a meaningful way that is helpful and not patronizing or we're the men now. So we're going to keep telling women how they should now have their movement. You know, how do, how do we interact with this movement without being that? Yeah. I honestly, it's hard. It's not an easy time to be a middle-class white Christian man. It's really not. And I mean, forgive us for not, been so sad about that it's always been hard to be a woman and so uh, you know this is this is how we course correct is sometimes it's going to go back the other way and it's going to be scary you know sometimes i get that but i think that um having a soft voice in it is the biggest thing that men can do all of us can do so what do we do with stuff like this going forward as west side church now a lot of churches are political and they'll tell you how to vote or they'll do whatever. We are not that church. Mm-hmm. We don't tell people to vote for this side of, uh, of the aisle or that side. We don't vote, uh, tell people to vote on this issue when it comes to marijuana usage or anything like that. We are disinterested because our message is Jesus. Mm-hmm. But obviously, at least for me, this is an issue that is becoming, it, it's outside of simple political ramifications of the right or the left. This is about uh, an, a huge group of people being systematically mistreated for an extended period of time. Forever. So, mm-hmm. exactly. So, what what do we do now? Do we mm-hmm. preach on this? Mm-hmm. What's our responsibility? I'll even just put it on us as West Side Church. Is mm-hmm. this something that we need to talk about from a platform and be active with? Or we just keep doing our thing? I really don't have an answer. It's, it's a difficult question, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know that I absolutely have the answer either. I am kind of waiting for men to speak 
a, a little bit at least in, in instead of speaking the the men who are speaking out right now are mostly speaking out in defense of and in worry of being falsely accused and and they're mostly making that the problem the problem is women are going to falsely accuse us and then that's going to make us not want to hire women and not want to be with women and, and that kind of thing and so i i am waiting for men to speak out and say hey we we believe that women typically, if they come forward with stuff like this, need to be heard, and they need to be heard in a generous way, mm-hmm. and then let the process play. But first, let's hear them. Let's not automatically assume there's a political agenda. Let's hear the story and go from there. But I just don't think either side is necessarily willing to do that right now. So listening to this podcast, I'm sure you have men and women in their cars or working on the house or whatever. And I'm, I'm taking a while, I guess a lot of the women are like, yes, thank you. We, I'm waiting for men to speak too. And I'm sure there are men going, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to say. Because some of it comes back around to some of the sentiments that Evan had. Well, I kind of want to say something, but am I still actually not operating in the right space because I'm trying to take over this women's movement and speak to something that I don't totally understand? You know what I mean? So what what do you think? Well, I say? think you can at least speak to men and say, hey, we need to treat women well. Because th- systemically, that's the issue. The issue is not accusations, defending yourself, being alone. And, that's not the issue. The issue is, historically, women are have have been mistreated we're we're not as strong physically and not as driven by sex as men are and so we have been victimized a lot and so i think men man by man if we're just saying hey guys let's treat women well and teaching your sons and your daughters not to to put up with it if they have a choice i think that those things are really important i think that men can men can do more for the next generation maybe than they're doing it's good and what you just described are two separate issues in the heart of men um, that maybe we wrap into one. One is um, the bad things that we do to women. And then on the flip side, how we treat women after we've done those bad things. Yeah. So there's, there's sexual assault or harassment or whatever. Um, that's one issue. And then on the other side, not even listening to the women who then say I've been mm-hmm. sexually harassed or, and I think there's, they both come down to the same root, right? Which is a lack of respect for mm-hmm. for women. But I think as a man, I need to see that as two separate things. Yeah. That that I need to respect women for who they are, but I also need to give them credibility for what they say. And what I've noticed in a lot of people like me, so you're right, the the young white Christian male is I do just fine. And I right. treat women Fine. I've never assaulted anybody. <laughs> I've, I've never, never assaulted yeah. anybody. Yeah, exactly right. And and so, um, and it, it, a lot of this comes back to a discussion about racism as well. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not a racist because I, I have no problem with black people and all that stuff. I think the issue that um, we've talked about before is that we've got to get beyond the space of, well, I'm fine with women. Yeah. Into I'm fighting for women mm-hmm. and and how can I actually improve this space? Not just say, hey, my little corner over here is nice and clean. I know you're not talking about me. You can't come yeah. to me with that. Yeah. And there are a couple of real hot points that men or women, too. I've seen women say them, too. But a couple of things people say that are 
that just show how far the divide is. Like whenever we say, why didn't she say something when it happened? That's just such a bad thing to say. There are so many reasons so many why reasons, people yeah. don't say something when it happens. It's shameful at the heart of it. Some women think they can just forget about it and move on. Some people are abused by someone they also love in their family, and they know that to take the family down, that's what that will do. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many reasons. Some women want to keep their jobs. That's not wrong to want to keep your job. And I've heard such vicious things said about women who were harassed by a boss and stayed at a job. We, we're all doing what we got to do here. And so th saying that is always a trigger, something mm. that women hear and go, oh, man, well, there, there are a thousand reasons. And especially Christian men say, in fact, I saw one guy on Facebook use the scripture out of Deuteronomy that says if a woman is attacked, she needs to cry out in the moment or else not at all. And I'm just thinking, you know, let's not go back to the law. Let's not pick that stuff out of the Old Testament and say this is what needs to happen in this culture in which we live, women are afraid to tell the truth about it. And, and so that's a really hot button. And I didn't realize the construct that existed, again, how the depth of it. I, mm -hmm. I think I, I would have understood the surface level of all this. I listened to the, the Bikram Yoga podcast on ESPN. I don't know why ESPN did a podcast on Bikram Yoga. Apparently they had this incredible journalist that had this idea. But this woman is, um, is sexually abused by Bikram, who started this whole hot yoga movement. And then she came out and said to her friend, her close friends that care about her that are also part of the thing. She said, this is what happened to me. And they all go, oh, and they, oh no, why, why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, don't go in there. That's mm -hmm. the solution. Mm -hmm. And they were women. They were her friends. They were people who cared about her, but it goes so deep. The structure of this runs so deep in a negative way that, that even the people closest to us don't even bat an eye at, oh yeah, obviously the solution isn't for him to be thrown in prison or to be reprimanded for what he's doing. Instead it's, well, you never should have done that anyway. Yeah. And the nature of sexual assault is that it's typically, there are no witnesses. And so, when people are standing up going, you got to have witnesses, you got to have witnesses, there probably are not going to be right. witnesses, especially with younger people who are abused by family members. They're, they're smart enough for that to be secret. Right. So that's a bad one. You know, where are your witnesses? Another bad one is in, if you in any way deserved it, what were you drinking? What were you wearing? What That kind of stuff is just a trigger. And sometimes I think good Christian men fall back on that stuff to make it feel like it's a safer world for their women mm. they love than it actually is. Like if we, as long as you play your cards right, honey, as long as you dress right and drink right and all of that stuff, this will never happen to you. But you can't make those promises and we can't defend people who do it. Even if a woman is drunk, even if she's not dressed appropriately, you absolutely cannot do it. It's not okay. I've noticed that some, one of the side effects, I guess, of maybe how we as evangelicals have taught these concepts of like purity and relational sexual purity. Um, it feels like they've been man focused. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's our sons have to, you know, keep their purity. And, and so stay away from those girls, man, cause they'll get you. They're sneaky, <laughs> you know, and, and it's created this within the church where we feel like, well, righteousness is, is staying away from those lusty women. Mm -hmm. And, and that puts, I think, women in a category of they are things to be warned of and then also respected. But it, it, it sets us up for this environment where we don't necessarily have to 
you know, give credibility if we don't want to. Cause so as it, long as I'm staying okay with, you know, my calling and my right. purity and whatever. So you're even saying that even puts them already at a lower level of credibility. I think anyway. so. I think within, within the church and yeah. I, you know, even flipping through it's it's hard to read, but the, the church to hashtag on Twitter after me too came out, there was church too. And they're talking about abuses and harassment that's Oof. happened within churches. Um, I just think that, that maybe we've cultivated an environment within the church that's even more conducive to the bad behavior of men than outside sometimes. So with the experience that both you two have and bouncing off of that, you guys have both been youth pastors. What would you do if you could go back? Would you do it differently? Would you talk about the topic differently? Could we have talked about it differently? Hmm. Yeah, I would, I would have talked more, but I remember doing a, a some a session at winter camp for the guys and using that scripture, I think it's Psalm 119, 165, great peace have those who love your law, nothing causes them to stumble. It's not just no outfit, no girl, no what. I mean, if you're stumbling, it's you. It's that you don't love his law enough. You don't mm. love his ways enough. And so maybe I would have, I think, probably emphasized less how girls dressed and all of that, although I think there's some wisdom in that. I'm not, there's, you know, in all of this, we could sweep wisdom right out the door. And I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in extremism that way. But I do think I would have put a greater emphasis on love him, love him and you stand before him. And I'm not going to monitor who you date or babysit or whatever, but you've got to answer to God. You know, and I think I'd say that. And what, what, one of the things we've talked about is that Christian men oftentimes just can't imagine any man doing something so bad. They just can't even imagine it. And so we build this building here where everybody comes, and and a lot of times the men who are leading it are like, oh, we couldn't have done that. I mean, if you can't imagine someone doing it, it's just like I can't imagine someone falsely accusing a Supreme Court nominee, because that sounds awful to me. That sounds both wrong and like a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine that happening. So I'm going to lean a little bit that side probably where I'm like, oh, she wouldn't do that if it didn't happen. And men aren't going to see it from the other way. I would never do that. So it's probably, she's probably making it up. So, I mean, we've got to get out of our boxes for that to work at all, I think. And this is not an easy conversation to jump into, especially from a platform. Um, I, I think I, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking about these issues. If it was just as simple as pick a side and then come out for that side, like, oh, I, I choose to stand with women. Um, that would be a lot easier. This is a, this is a yeah. multi-layered, multi-issued yeah. thing where almost case by case, we have to keep affirming, hey, you have a voice. Today, yeah. you have a voice in this. We're not going to shut down that woman, and we're not going to shut down you. And we're, yeah. It feels like it, it needs to be a constant, not just, well, this is my stance right. on Me Too. And then we can just leave it, because I wrote a little paper, and I put it out there, now I'm done. But it's a constant affirming of the voice that women have and the, the environment that we create that should be safe for yeah. women to, to speak up. And we got to get out of the... We got to get out of the idea of because this is how the, the conversation goes. Well, I'm going to stand up for women, and then people are like, "Oh, that's politicized," and here's why. Mm-hmm. Remember this woman who came forward, and her accusations were false. And I, for me, through this entire process of learning and listening to people like Bo and and other women in my life, uh, I, the evidence is plenty for me. They're mm-hmm. all telling me 
I've had an experience, even if it was just getting smacked on the butt by the boss in, in the office or it was actual full-on sexual assault, whatever the case may be, the, the evidence exists. And if it's not existing in your life, you're probably not talking to any women about it. I don't think we can make the rule like we automatically believe every woman. I don't think we can do that either. I, I'm not an advocate for just everyone. Get, truth is just because I'm a woman, I'm... I'm specifically more honest than him. That's not true. But I think that we've just got to stay away from these things and say, this is going to be messy for a while. And we have to go in as the church with so much grace, so much grace and so much tenderness. And if churches don't have women on their staff right now to deal with women who are coming forward with stories like this, they better get on the bus, man. This is, it's, the, the society's going to leave without you, and you've got to have women there prepared to handle this. And if churches are still covering up assault that happens in their own churches or by their own staff, that's got to stop. That's yeah. evil, and it's got to stop. And we should note, uh, of course, we don't think that sexual assault only happens to women. There's right. Um, right. so many men that have encountered sexual abuse and uh, rape and all all sorts of atrocious thing. So we don't want to just say this is a, a woman thing. No, I do yeah. think they tend to be believed more. Yes. Because yeah, right. everybody's like, a man would never admit to it if it weren't true. But for some reason, yeah, right. we no, think exactly. there's some kind of like a woman wants to, to say something. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, there are cases, there are cases, I think with men and women of attention seeking of, and mm-hmm. false accusations that doesn't disqualify or discredit the thousands of ones that are true, just right. like any other crime. Right. You know, well, somebody was fal- falsely accused and went to prison for mm-hmm. murder that they didn't commit. So all murderers must be yeah. innocent or vice versa. You know, it doesn't hold up. Um, and so I think we have a duty to, um, I guess, chase down mm-hmm. those stories when they come inside the church and not just say, well, I know you, and there's no way that happened. Mm, yeah, Says who? This podcast is just weighing in on saying, women have been through a lot that men don't understand. Mm-hmm. We're in a messy time. Let's all use a lot of grace as we go through it. And let's not re-shame women or put them through another victimization as we go. But um, we try to, we get so we protective of our political agenda that we demonize people so quickly. And it tells a million little girls, yeah. they're not, somebody at the top of the church yeah. does not even need to hear your, your story if you accuse a Republican or if you recu- accuse somebody that they protect. And so we've got, and sometimes that's the way to know, was this assault or wasn't it assault? I don't know. Would you think so if a Democrat did it? Would you think so if a Republican did it? Well, then maybe, because a lot of times we're looking at the other side going, I can clearly see totally. what assault is in Clinton, but I can't see it in Trump or vice uh, versa. So so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. And, and not only what does that say to, to little girls, what does that say to men in the church who are now saying, oh, oh good, yeah. Whew, I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. The woman that is is saying something happened. I don't even have to listen anymore. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's dangerous. I'm always thinking about the people that are just outside the church. They're just outside mm-hmm. of it. They're just outside of Jesus, and this happens. And in for lack of a better term, it damages the brand. Mm-hmm. They put Westside Church, a lot of people would, put Westside Church in the same boat, and I just want to scream mm-hmm. that it's not Jesus. My mm-hmm. heart is so for those people. There's so many people that are in our church that I'm not honestly that super worried about. They know Jesus. I believe that they're going to spend eternity with Him, and they have a purpose in this life. Uh, those people that are just outside the church, man, my heart breaks mm-hmm. for them when they think, oh, it, 
felt like a good idea. I thought I was thinking about God in this way, but man, if that is the people that, if, if that's who they're hitching their wagon to, I'm out. That yeah. can't be God. Yeah, it's true. Thanks, Bo, for your thoughts and, and bringing this up yesterday. I know this was um, has been on your mind heavily. It's been on all of our minds, I think, but um, bringing it into the conversation is something that is necessary and something that I think is easy for us to shy away from because it's nicer not to have to talk about difficult things. Um, and so I think we, we all need to commit to each other that we will keep leaning into the things that really do matter, no matter how yeah, difficult And we want to keep talking about it. And thanks for talking yeah. about Bo. I know mm-hmm. that we talk about women in ministry and we talk about Me Too. We do all this stuff, not even just on this podcast, but in the mm-hmm. church. And I know that it's not your heart to be misrepresentative for yeah. all the dysfunction with women in the church. I know that that's not your heart and your goal. And so I know it can be difficult to come on and maybe yeah. accidentally create this, oh, Bo's just got this agenda, whatever. <laughs> just so anybody listening, that's not the case. Um, we ask because we want to know. And I know specifically for me, and I believe for Evan too, we just, we want to learn. We don't know what we don't know. And we want to we wanna figure that out and push yeah. forward in that. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. We will be back next week. I don't uh, know who's speaking this weekend. Steve's speaking Steve? this weekend. Yeah. yeah, Steve. Okay. So we'll be back. We're talking about love doesn't strut, right? That's right. So it'll be a good conversation. We'll see you then next week on Behind the Message.